Ashish, mate, how are you? Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jordan. How's your day been? Yeah, it's been pretty good so far. I've just been um, working from home. It's been quite a nice day outside. So enjoying the warmer weather that we get in Melbourne for about two months of the year. And then the rest of the year, it's just freezing and miserable. So uh, enjoying it while I can. That's good. I think Sydney's it's raining. I love the weather. Um, I drive around a lot, dropping kids, picking kids, client meetings, uh, running around here and there, working with the team, driving around for a coffee. And then in the meantime, I work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you're, uh, well, sounds like all of it's work, but you know, you, you get the, you get the real stuff done in between. Um, sounds pretty full on, mate, but I guess, um, to jump into the sort of the, the, the property side of things, I mean, if you felt like you had your own sort of personal philosophy around building out a property portfolio or, um, you know, at least starting from one and then building it out from there, what do you, what do you feel that would be? So uh, my philosophy is every single property Actually, the property finds an investor. It's not the investor that finds the property because every single property has to suit an investor's strategy. And this is where most people don't work that way. Some people earning half a million dollars. I've seen them buying cheap, shitty properties and um, some of them, they're okay and they're buying million dollar worth of investments. And I believe the uh, letter puts a break um, on an investor's journey while the former increases their um, involvement within a property, especially when you have an income coming from another source and you're busy there, I think you need, uh, you just need a property that suits the strategy of a buyer. So uh, this learning has come to me because I've started pretty small. At this time, I'm really busy and it's all on the job learning. But I'm really passionate. If I'm really passionate about something, I'll make sure I'm, I'm learning about it as well. And when I'm learning, I'm spending time. That's how I can educate others. Yeah, I, I love that. And I love what you had sort of said at the start there. It's the, the property that finds the investor. And I think that's so true. Um, if, if you could, if you had the opportunity to sort of go back and talk to yourself when you first started investing, uh, what would what would you think some of the things you'd, you'd tell yourself or educate yourself about B? Okay, so I started investing when I got into job, right, with the help of parents back in, uh, back in my home country, India. But even when I came here, I don't think touch would have taken any wrong decision, but I would, I would tell myself to read more, educate about the cash flow, educate about the uh, equity, educate about the growth, because I had no idea when I started. I, it was like my, my mom was with me. She's like, he, he, this is where my colleague has got. That is where he's recommending me. What do you think? Which one we should buy? That one or this one? <laughs> and I was like, okay, the excess is a bit smaller there. Um, maybe buy this one. Now, the difference was just very minor. Like, say, we were talking around three or $4,000 uh, no, sorry, seven or eight thousand dollars, and the valuation went up to sixty thousand within seven to eight years. I think the key was buying in outskirts with with an area um, that was quickly um, exhausting its supply. So I, I think education is the key, or you use professionals. I really stand by. 
Yeah, I think you're spot on. And something that's commonly said, is like when you're looking at investment properties, you're buying a spreadsheet, you know, you're buying the numbers on, on the spreadsheet. And I think you you nailed it just there. It's not just about, you know, we've been told about this location and that location, which one it's, you know, that those actual numbers and understanding what those numbers mean long-term, um, big picture. Um, now, in terms of sort of your own personal portfolio, I mean, you don't have to delve into the specifics or the numbers or anything else like that, but do you feel like, you sort of made a mistake along the journey that you wish you could change or you, you would share with the listeners to help them try and avoid making those same mistakes? Look, I don't think I've made a mistake, but what I've done is I've capitalized on one state's boom and I bought like more than half a dozen in the same state. Um, however, I've made my money. Now, I'm pretty open book when it comes to portfolio. Recently, API Magazine published an article and uh, my entire portfolio is published there. So, and people reach the debt consolidation stage in about, usually in about 10 to 12 years. I've, I've been, I've started that within the last, I mean, it's been six, seven years since I'm investing. I've started the consolidation already because some of the properties have gone up in value by more than hundred percent. So, um, I think this is where I would like to exit few properties and move on to other markets that are growing or move into other strategies which suit uh, uh, an investor who has built a foundational sort of uh, asset base. Um, so that's where, but the one learning that I've got is, um, um, I think the key is to look at supply and demand. Um, if, if even in future, there's a lot of supply that's hitting the market, I think the investor stands, uh, investor faces a risk of, um, nil or minimal growth for next five to seven years. Now, this is where I have just taken that plunge and um, I've sold one property in such area. The other property I've simply sold because in the last one and a half years, I've got like more than 60, 70% growth. Um, and I feel <laughs> it's best to take the money out and move into other markets. So this these are a few learnings that I've got, but every single property or every single purchase of mine has been better than the previous one so touch wood hoping it would continue <laughs> i love that and it's kind of a, a a true aspect there of you know learning and developing as you go along if each purchase has been better than the last and obviously that means that your your learnings and your education are improving as you move along and you mentioned something quite interesting there when you said you know you're starting to head into that debt consolidation phase of your portfolio and i think you know, the, the, there's a certain point in an investing journey where, you know, I feel like some people get into the investment journey to sort of exit that rat, that rat race. It's kind of that, you know, you, you work your day job, you get paid salary, you, you change that into investing. And then one day, hopefully that investment um, turns into a, a passive income source that you can comfortably retire on. You're not sort of reliant on your salary. And through that process, though, there's kind of this period where you go, well, you know, that was a nice sort of thought of ending, ending my, you know, corporate career or having the nine to five job. But now I'm really passionate about this, this property thing. And it kind of turns into some sort of a business. I mean, some people go into real estate, some people go into buyer's agency or mortgage broking or all these different things. But when was that moment for you that really sparked a bit of a, a shift but from just becoming a, a, a property investor to now, you know, doing this every single day? So when I started, I 
within two three years i started seeing a lot of deals and of course as an investor i can't grab um, every single deal that i get so i started pitching to very close friends of mine now within a year they they had seen growth as well and it's that's how the word of mouth spreads right so their friends friends started approaching me can you find us a deal can you find us land um, there were many people who just came can you help us negotiate and i was just indirectly giving them uh, uh, tips and and techniques and i i was helping them understand numbers and this is where the strategy and spreadsheets came into being right so i i went into it pretty early and i think it's because of that knowledge um i was able to educate uh, i was able to educate others as well so this kept on happening for 2 to 3 years before i thought i really felt that representation was missing i kept on seeing this was around 2018 and 19 and i saw a lot of investors either bit more than they could they could chew and they were trying to desperately exit certain areas and in all means uh, sorry by all means I, i've taken a lot of benefit there but i did felt many of these investors um were buying certain packages which were 40 45000 costlier than market prices or investors are buying properties but they don't know why they buy right and that's where i think game plans also comes comes into picture but um not many invest and a lot of investors they're trying to explore strategies and usually no professional would give everything prior because then it's because you've learned of course you need to um you need to give time and see what where you give time as well right like for for me for instance um if i give the time to my clients i think that that's sufficient for me um i just can't take any time outside but before that i was just supporting everyone at no cost um it was my learning it was my passion then a time came whereby i couldn't give any more time and then actually people started offering certain um certain perks if i if i supported them so and then i and then, then i understood more how can i charge what can i do and with the buyer representation i think the buyer agent was the only right career that i could see i'm also a cert for in finance and mortgage broking uh, but i think mortgage broking is not for me this <laughs> uh, the the integrity is involved in every career for that matter but and then finally around 2021 i felt um i was getting so many inquiries here and there uh, and my own portfolio started returning a little around 30 35k um positive and uh, i thought okay if not now i won't be able to do it again because then the kids education starts and you're you, you're always committed in your life right so and i thought if late 30s if i'm not able to take a plunge now it will be i'll never be able to. so that was my um, that was my moment um i just typed in my email called my wife and i said can you check this and she was shocked and she said are you sure i said no i'm not but let's let's try for a year and see how it goes um now <laughs> now i'm equally busy here i'm still um there's no way of resigning because it's my own work but i think i still love supporting people um i think it's equally um clients also place a lot of trust so i'm really fortunate to have um such clients in in my family so um hoping it would continue
Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I, I definitely see that move. I'm the same. I couldn't be a mortgage broker. It's too much paperwork for me and um, <laughs> very relational myself. So, it, you know, if you're relational and you enjoy the buying process and the sourcing process, I mean, the, the buyers exactly. definitely make, make sense. Um, now, mate, there's a, there's a thousand and one different sort of property one-liners out there and everyone's got their own sort of taste and pick and uh, view on things. But if you had one sort of one liner that stuck out the most for you what do you feel it would be i think there there are two one liners i love so one is you listen to you listen to someone who has achieved what you want to achieve and the second one people overestimate what they can achieve in one year but underestimate what they can achieve in 10 years so i, I think this is um um I forgot the name anyways. So um, so I think the, these two things combined, I, I think it's it's a success recipe for any individual or any investor, not property, maybe in other aspects as well. So when you have those foundational assets, you then start to figure out how you can capitalize not at 4%, but maybe at 6 or 8 or 10% year on year. Um, and that's the call that one needs to take. But those foundational assets need to be there to support an investor. And I believe that's where that's where um, people approach buyers agents because it's not just buying property, not just negotiating, but also taking uh, taking note of the right asset that suits an investor. Yeah, yeah, the, those two those two points are, are spot on. Um, I, I think it's so true. I, everyone starts their year and has their new year goals and come out surcharging with some ridiculous things and some people hit them, which is amazing. And if you're driven to do so, you can, but yeah, it's, um, it's very easy to overestimate that first year and then, you know, not realize that you can do it over in a couple of years, uh, not just the first year, but yeah, no, that, that sounds really good, mate. Well, thanks for, for coming on and sharing a little bit of your journey and your philosophies and, you know, your thought processes and everything else like that. I really uh, appreciate your time. I know you're a super busy man. I've been trying to uh, get get you up and running for the last little while and uh, you, you've been jam-packed. Yeah. That, that's a good thing, mate. I'm, I'm glad you're busy and it just shows you sort of, you know, the effort and the time that you give to your clients. So um, thanks for jumping yeah. on this afternoon and hopefully I'll speak to you soon. Yes, same here, Jordan. I look forward to working with you guys as well. Beautiful.